Shalom, brothers and sisters. This is Abba's daughter back with another edifying episode. Family, today is going to be a very, very, very great and interesting study, okay? The title of this one is called What Comes Out of the Mouth Proceeds from the Heart, okay? So we have a double thing going today. We're going to talk about the, the issues of life that is in our hearts, okay, the wickedness and how we are supposed to keep ourselves from allowing our emotions to steer the course of our lives, okay? And we'll go into why in a moment if Abba Haya reminds me, because sometimes when I'm speaking, I tend to just keep it moving, but I really do want to talk about that. Second one, we're going to really talk about the power of the tongue. Okay, because many people don't realize how much power is in our words. Okay, many people don't understand how much power proceeds from our tongues. Okay, the Lord tells us in His Word that we speak life and death from the power of our tongues per Proverbs chapter 18 verse 21 matter of fact I'm gonna go ahead and turn to that and read that to you guys so go to Proverbs chapter 18 verse 21 and it reads death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof okay that verse is clear to let us know that what proceeds, what this tongue, this, this small member does, is very powerful, okay? Now, many people think that the power only comes when you speak it, right? But hold on. I was praying to the Lord, and I asked him, you know, well, what about when we type up an email? Or what about when we are sending a text? Does that have power? And you know what the Lord put in my heart? He said, when you read my Bible, when you read the word, is there power? I said, well, yeah. When I'm reading it, I feel all kinds of power. He said, there you go. He said, it's the word, okay? Because the Lord, it's the written word. Because if you remember, oh, thank you, Father. Matthew, let me go to the book of Matthew. On. The book of Matthew, if I'm not mistaken. Is it chapter 2? It might be chapter 2. Nope, it's chapter 4. When Yas when Yashaya was led into the wilderness, right? Remember when the devil went to um tempt him. In verse 4, he said. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Whoa. Hold on. Verse 7 says, Yesiah said unto him, it is written again, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Hold on, then he said it one more time. Verse 10, he said, Then saith Yesiah unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship thy Lord 
the Lord thy God, and him only shalt you serve. Hold on, wait a minute. Yesiah didn't say he spoke. No, he said it is written. So, brothers and sisters, don't be fooled. Don't think because you send a text or you send an email that there is no power. Hallelujah. Okay? Because devils do it all the time. Send, e you know, send emails or letters with curses in them. And if you do not rebuke those curses, they can take effect. Why? Because there is power. It manifests as a thought. And it proceeds either out of your mouth or out of your hands. Either way, there is power in the written word and the spoken word. Hallelujah. Mm, mm, mm. But there's a reason why I'm talking about this, you guys, because once again, we have to be keepers of our mouths. We have to guard it. Matter of fact, Psalms 141. Let me turn to that. Everybody, Psalms chapter 141, verse 3 says, Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. He's asking the Lord to guard his mouth. To keep his mouth from speaking evil things. Well, how do we know what we're supposed to speak, right? If we go to Ephesians, everyone go to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Okay. It reads, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers hallelujah when you are edifying let's go ahead and look up that word to edify okay we're going to go into the webster's dictionary of 1913 i love that one all right to edify means to build or to construct or to instruct and improve, especially in moral and religious knowledge, to teach. Hallelujah. Okay. So when you are amongst your brethren, okay, even when you're not amongst your brethren, when you find your brother or your sister in error and you go to correct them, all right, you are in that moment edifying them. You are instructing. You are teaching. You see what I'm saying? You are lifting up. Because what you're telling your fellow brother or sister is to help them be built up in the spirit. Do you see what I'm saying? There are so many people who are still stuck in pride. That they cannot accept when someone is coming to help them. So when they come to help them, and they do it in a loving way, the person that is stuck in pride proceeds to curse that person or to speak ill will to that person or to, to say bad things to that person when that person is only trying to help. Brothers and sisters, this cannot be amongst our body, okay? We are the body of, of the Lord. We are supposed to be as one, on one accord, help each other. So when one person is in error, we gotta help them get back on the right track. 
this is what the Lord says about the heart. Okay. Let's go to Matthew <clears throat> chapter 15 verses. <clears throat> Seventeen through twenty, he says, "Do not you yet understand that whatsoever enters in at the mouth goes into the belly and is cast out into the draught? But those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart, and they defile the man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders." adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. But to eat with unwashed hands defiles not a man. I used that for my previous episode. But we'll read this again. Mark chapter 7 verses 20 through 23. This is um, the same <clears throat> exact passage Word is slightly different, but I'm going to read it anyway because it's something that um, supports what I just read, okay? Mark chapter 7, verse 20 through 23 says, And he said, That which comes out of the man, that defiles the man. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these things come from within and defile the man. So if you're over here talking, you know, somebody says something to you and you get upset and you say some things. And I mean, these things you said that, you know, I, I really would work hard on not repeating those things. But then you turn around later and you say, oh, I didn't mean to say that. That's not what I meant to say. Um, okay. Can you forgive me? Okay, sure. But if it's the same thing over and over again, okay, honey, you got a problem. Because the Lord clearly says that what proceeds out of the mouth comes from the heart. Do you hear me? The Lord clearly says what proceeds out of the mouth comes from the heart. So there is no such thing as, oh, I didn't mean to say that. There is no such thing as, I only said it because I was angry. That is even more confirmation, okay? That what you're saying is in your heart. You really, for real, feel that way, okay? So... If you feel a certain way towards your neighbor and you say something in a very wicked way, whether it is because you're angry or irritated, it doesn't matter, okay? Because I know plenty of people who, who can get irritated, but they won't say nothing ugly like that. I know plenty of people like that, which means it can be done. It means that you have a clear heart. You don't wish no ill will. You can truly... You know what I'm saying? Be irritated but not curse your fellow man or give them angry words. You can clearly do that, right? But brothers and sisters, don't be deceived. Thank you, Lord. It reminded me of a passage about deception. 
can find that real fast. Proverbs. Okay, there we go. Never mind. James chapter 1, verse 26. So let's go to James chapter 1, verse 26. And it says, If any man among you seem to be religious in bridles or... um, Matter of fact, let's look at what bridle means before I try to sit here and butcher that one. <laughs> we don't want to... We don't want to give false information. That's not what this is about here. So let's see. Okay. So bridles means restraint. Okay. So if any man among you seem to be religious and bridles or restrains not his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this man's religion is in vain. Okay. Or is vain. All right, so what James is saying here is that if you seem to be religious, as a matter of fact, let's look at religious to make sure we have a clear understanding of religious, because sometimes words don't mean what we think they do. All right, religious means possessing or conforming to religion, pious, oh, godly, okay, okay, faithful, okay. All right, so godly. When he says, if any of you, if any man among you seem to be godly and bridles or restrains not his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this man's godliness is vain. Oh, see, that brings a whole new thing to understanding, you guys. So what he's saying is, you're not a godly person if you cannot control your tongue. Mm. Hallelujah. If you cannot control your tongue, whether it's through a text, email, or out of your mouth, if you cannot control your thoughts and your tongue or what's in your heart, you ain't no religious person. You're not godly. Mm -mm. He said you only deceive yourself for thinking that you are. But if you can't control that, uh-uh. Wow, that, that, that right there. Mm. Brothers and sisters, we have to hold accountability amongst ourselves, amongst each other, to help each other grow spiritually, okay? I'm going to tell you all the truth. Every single teaching, okay, that, the, that Abba Ahaya puts on my spirit to teach or to share, it comes from either a revelation that he has given me himself or it comes from because I do get inspired by situations that happen in my life. Okay. This person I'm talking about knows <laughs> that I'm talking about them because I love them. And I'm thankful that even in the things that me and this person go through. Okay, I'm still able to find inspiration and to teach others on what to do and what not to do. Okay, because we are all held accountable for each other. Regardless, if you feel like you're if you feel like you're not, then you need to get your heart checked. Okay, you need to go to the Lord about that because we really are. We are held in accountability to each other. We have to help each other. All right. I have a sister 
And this is story time, okay? I have a sister whom I love dearly. Been putting so much time and energy into helping her grow spiritually, okay? I mean, guys, every revelation that Abba Ahaya has put on me, I would try to, you know, share that with her. You know, try to help her in some of her problem areas. You know, shed some light because, and I'm going to be honest with you, I wish I had somebody. I mean, I, I'm thankful the Most High got me. Don't, don't ever get that twisted. I got to put that in there real fast. I'm glad Abba Ahaya, he got me, right? But before I came to the full obedience in him, I didn't have anybody to guide me or to steer me in the right direction. You see what I'm saying? I didn't have someone to help check, you know, check me on what was going on. I didn't have no one say, Kiana, you know what? You know what you're doing is wrong, right? Like, I never had that. So, in my mind, the Lord has put me in the position to be that one to be like, look, you're in error. We got to figure out what we could do to fix this. The Lord has put me in that position to help and you know what she ain't the only one but the inspiration came you know about with her okay but see the problem that we're having is that the flesh because you know we're fighting we're fighting the flesh right her flesh tends to get the best of her sometimes that pride gears right on up that pride be ooh, that pride be kicking her butt and I be trying to kick it out of her and sometimes, though, that pride tends to kick me to the curb, okay? We're going to put it like that. Sometimes that pride kicks me to the curb. Um, I'm going to do a teaching on pride because, you guys, pride is very powerful. It is, remember, pride is what made Lucifer fall from grace, okay? It made him fall from his position as being the hype man of the Most High. He fell from the very top to all the way down. You hear me? Pride did that to him. And pride ruins everything, okay? But because of this pride, I cannot reach my sister. I can't reach her in a positive way. And there are several factors as to why, and I know what they are. I'm not going to put her business out there because it's nobody's business, right? I know why. The Lord already, you know, revealed to me why I get this resistance at certain points of times, <laughs> you know? But brothers and sisters, let me let me just put it like this. My energy is being drained. You know, when you're dealing with someone who takes 10 steps forward and you're so excited, you're like, oh my God, they're finally on the right path. We're getting somewhere. And then they fall back 12 steps. And you're like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. We just made all this progress. What in the world happened? And it's not just one time. It's many times, okay? Unfortunately, you get a little tired, okay? Because now you're like, you know what? I don't put so much energy, so much time, so much effort into this. Maybe the Lord needs to deal with her one-on-one -on -one because she has to really thrill to make her up her mind what she wants to do. I can't make up her mind. Brothers and sisters, we can't make up the minds of those who are going through their struggles. We can't make up their minds if they want to be obedient or not. Now, you and I, we both made that decision. Okay, and it was a personal decision that we made. It was a big step in our spiritual journey. Sometimes people, many, have to make these decisions on their own without 
you know what I'm saying, anyone's interference. And um, I'm trying to tell you, you know, this is, this is why I had to say it because, you know, I ain't gonna lie, there were times I cried. Brothers and sisters, I cried. They say, um, what would I say when we was kids? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but was never hurt. Oh, that's a lie. Ooh, that is a lie from the pit of hell. Words hurt. Ooh, words really, really hurt. Especially when you're like, what? You know, I'm trying to help you and this is how you feel? Okay. Words can hurt, brothers and sisters. Sticks and stones may break your bones, but your bones will heal. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But words, remember I told you, the power is in the tongue. People don't understand that. Okay? So, this is the inspiration for, for this. We need to guard our mouths, brothers and sisters. We are being judged by the things that we say. You can look that up in the word. We are being judged by what comes out of our mouths, brothers and sisters, okay? Unless we repent. Repentance is the key. And you have to mean it because Abba Ahaya knows our heart. You can't, you can't mock him. You can't fool him. But he records everything. Everything that we say. Everything that we do. Even he, even, he knows our thoughts. He can hear our thoughts, you guys. Our thoughts. That's why we have to hold our, our mind captive in the Lord. Because our thoughts can get us in trouble. I'm trying to tell you, it's this walk, even though it may not seem easy, it only seems like that because we're not used to being in obedience. We're, we're used to being in rebellion. Right? But the Lord tells us in 1 Samuel chapter 22, I'm sorry, chapter 15, verse 22 and 13, or 22 and 23. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm getting it straight. 23 tells us that rebellion is as witchcraft and stubbornness. Ooh. And stubbornness is as idolatry. Wow. And iniquity. That's what he said. So... Stubbornness and rebellion are no-nos. We can't be like that, right? So once again, family, we have to control our mouths. We really do. We have to control the things we say because what you say is how, is what's in your heart. I ain't gonna sit here in front. What's, what's in your heart is what comes out your mouth or what comes in a form of a text or an email or whatever. That Whatever is, is going on on the outside, that's what's going on on the inside. Okay? And if you cannot get mad at someone and not say some ugly things to them, you need to go to the Lord and have your, have your heart looked at. You might need an operation. He might have to give you a whole new one. You know? But uh, brothers and sisters, I ain't trying to take up too much of your time. There is a lot of scripture pertaining to um, the wickedness of the heart. Oh, thank you, Lord. I want to remind you all that you have to control your feelings, okay? Because Hasatan can control you by your feelings. What was that one saying? Don't believe nothing you hear and only half of what you see, which is actually true. Because if you allow a false belief to creep into your heart, 
Hasatan can take that and make you run with it and, and cause you to err. I know. I done been through it. Might have to do a little story time one day, but I done been through it. So I know we have to control our feelings. We have to control ourselves. We have to be in control of ourselves. God forbid you fail to control your mouth or how you feel or what you say and you miss the mark. Really? Are you going to really allow yourself to miss going to heaven because you can't control your mouth? Or, or what comes out of your heart? Come on, you guys. Y'all have to be a whole lot more stronger than that. Okay? The Lord don't raise no punks. He got nothing but strong strength in his family. Of course, we can't be strong without him. That's right. But if you have the most high, you have his strength too. Hello? So with that being said, brothers and sisters, I love you. I thank you for your time. And I will talk to you guys soon. Shalom.